Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Relentless Dairy on podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on podbean.com and the Podbean app, or you're possibly listening on demand on one of many podcasting apps, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, I thought this goes on on Apple, Podbean, obviously. Holy cow, I'm everywhere. But before I get started, I just wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Today, today I had the Lemon Almond Cheesecake Bar, and it was amazing. Absolutely delicious. Oh, I got people up there in the chat room acting like I need to say hi to them first thing. Anyways, back to uh, Built Bar. Absolutely amazing. So I've been eating protein bars off and on uh, through the military. We'd have cliff bars and stuff like that while on deployment. And they're all right. Kind of chewy, grainy. It's not the greatest tasting in the world. And frankly, they get old. And, you know, here lately, been doing the Quest bars. But so I decided I would get with the Built Bars. And, oh, my God. Real chocolate goes into every built bar. So yeah, I thought you know, chocolate and lemon almond cheesecake, probably not the greatest combination. Uh, I was wrong. So good. Um apparently some going on. Uh, apparently the uh they can't hear me in the chat room, which is really weird because everything's recording. I know what's going through. I have interwebs. Anywho's, but yeah, the built bars are absolutely amazing. They're a great snack to tide you over between meals, or I, I don't know if I'd use them as a meal replacement. It's only like 160 calories, not a lot there, which, you know, you know for a snack, if you're not doing the keto thing, that's great. But I absolutely love them. Uh, go there, tr- uh, check them out. Uh, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code RELENTLESS and save 10% off your order. That's BuiltBars at BuiltBar.com. Promo code RELENTLESS. Now, getting into it. Um, Apparently, like I said, no one can hear me on, on the live stream, which is really weird because I have internet. I have audio going through the system. This is the darndest thing. Um, Sorry, guys. I Guess you're listening on podcast later. I don't know what to tell you. But anywho's, it has been an absolute insane week. Mostly because I've been stuck at home on quarantine all week long. And it's not that it's been bad. However, learning Google Classrooms for my kids has been... Splendiferous. We'll call it splendiferous. Yes, that's what we'll call it. And I'm getting told I'm late to my own show. You don't want to see what they're talking about. Look at this. Taking on me. Uh, yell at them. Apparently, it's not. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're. If you uh, are following along on the YouTubes, you see that I am yelling back at them. Don't know what's up. <coughs> oh, pardon me. A little something down the wrong pipe there. I don't know what's up. 
And now I'm stuck out. Ah, not let me get leave. Ah, here we go. And back to me. Anywho, yeah, they're apparently they're wanting me to entertain them. What am I? Am I your trained monkey or something? Just here to dance for your entertainment? Jeez. Um. So, along with all the coronavirus insanity, um. Yeah, just being home and trying to get caught up and you know, you submit the homework online and then the wife gets an email from one of the teachers. Um is she not doing her work as she's not turning her work in? She's gonna be counted as absent while she's gone. Uh have you looked at the Google Classroom? I've been turning the crap in. Oh, so obnoxious. You know. Then had to figure out how to get a science book for our third grader because none of her science stuff we had access to. And it's like, oh, you need to do these assignments, this assignment, the other assignment. Um, okay. After three days of emailing the teacher, he finally goes, oh, you didn't have a textbook? Uh, I guess we'll we'll figure a way to get one to you since you're on quarantine. I don't know. Bruh, seriously? You can't be mad that she's not turned in her work when you're not getting her the stuff she needs to be able to do it. But, <laughs> oh, poor, poor Alyssa. So this is depression. Yeah, I know. It sucks. I I cannot control my amazing DSL super slow internet living out here in the out here in the willy wags. It is what it is. I don't have much of a choice. I can always get satellite and just the process of streaming the show, uploading the audio, and see what else. Oh yeah, putting the video up on YouTube. That would be my entire allotted uh, gigs of data for the month. Oh, well, it is what it is. And I apologize so much to everybody on the chat room. So I'm just going to run over here and it's weird. So I look left because that's where my other screen is to my left. And I start scrolling left. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to go right to put go on to the other proper screening. So I'm going to try this. I know this, the modern, the modern miracles of live internet radio. Those of you listening on podcasts, I am currently closing out or trying to close out the, uh, the live show. And close out the live show. Doing a new live show as we speak. Do, 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 starting now. Oh, yeah, this is so riveting if you're listening on podcast. Oh, yeah, right. I put a little back, I put a little whole music on for you. All right, so now that I've been uh, fussing with that and giving everyone a chance to hopefully come back and find it again, um, hopefully now everyone is hearing. I see that Alyssa has already come back. She can hear me now. Thank the good Lord Almighty. I fixed it. Yay. Anyway, I guarantee you the YouTube is going to be much more entertaining than listening to the podcast. Anywho... Uh, the big story that's really been breaking and hitting has been not necessarily. <laughs> Alyssa's going to have a celebratory beer. I am tipping my Basil Hayden's to you. And I agree. Celebrate. It's all good. <laughs> but, uh, the huge story, not necessarily the uh, New York Post article about all these uh, 
hidden emails from Hunter that magically appeared in some uh, computers that he dropped off to get repaired at a Delaware repair shop. And then he just mm, abandoned them, left them there to rot or whatever. So it's not necessarily what was found in there. Emails from Joe and Hunter and uh, the head of Burisma. All, yeah, all that's there. All that's big news. But really, the great big news on all of that was the uh, nearly unanimous decision between Facebook and Twitter to uh, squash that story. And it's crazy, though, how quickly they squashed it, considering we're coming up on election. And one could view killing a big story like that as, you know, having undue influence on the election. I was doing my show prep, and I I found an article from uh, The Federalist, and it talked about 11 times where questionable material has come forth on Donald Trump in this election cycle that the media didn't. Actually, it's not just the media cycle. It's it's during the presidency where, you know, big tech didn't censor it because, well, yeah, we we don't know about the uh, the veracity of the story, so we're just going to squash it before it can have an undue influence. So these are some entertaining. <laughs> Scuba Steve says questionable about Trump. No, <laughs> I flip over. If I can ever figure out how to get the stupid mouse on the right screen at any given time. This this is actually probably the most entertaining part of the show is what's going on in the chat room at any given time. Because, well, it's a bunch of nuts up there. And the peanut gallery always has such entertaining thoughts. So anyways, this is a list of 11 stories compiled by the Federalist. That were not squashed whenever uh, they were, you know, released onto Facebook and Twitter. Uh, number one on the list: the president's call with the Ukrainian president, an illegal leak of whistleblower complaint about President Trump's classified conversation with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, led to his impeachment. The New York Times reported Representative Adam Schiff learned about this complaint before it was. Filed. That was classified information. So was the call itself. Yet information about it was selectively leaked to the media. And it prompted congressional inquiry. And then, as we later found out, um, <laughs> as we later found out, it wasn't necessarily that one CIA turd who worked at the White House. It was a uh, Army Officer Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, that fat piece of crap who is a disgrace to the Cross Rifles and Blue Cord and CIB, well, the Blue Cord he no longer wears, but the CIB that he has pinned on his chest. So, um, it's absolutely ridiculous that, you know, oh, how can you talk about him? He's a whistleblower. He's, he's protected. Well, number one, he didn't fill out the whistleblower paperwork to report as a whistleblower and to you know, receive protection under whistleblower protection laws. He took classified information and he told it to a third party. Well, while he had a top secret clearance, he, he, yeah, but he didn't have a need to know. Therefore, regardless of what clearance he had, it was still illegal to tell him because, again, yes, he had the clearance. No, he did not have the need to know. Uh, story number two. This is the most one of the more recent ones. President Trump's tax returns that were leaked. <laughs> Let's switch over that. So 
let people have a good laugh. Um, so last month, Donald Trump's uh, New York Times published President Trump's personal tax returns, which it illegally obtained, by the way. Uh, tax and all financial records are legally protected private information. Is a crime to release them. As accountant Ryan Ellis writes, it is a federal crime for any state, federal, or local government employee to release a tax return without consent of the taxpayer. Ditto for tax lawyers, CPAs, enrolled agents, and other tax professionals. Interestingly, it's also illegal to print or publish tax returns or information from them. Section 7213 of the Internal Revenue Code prescribed that uh, prescribes that each violation here is a felony punishable by $5,000 and or five years in federal prison, plus the cost of prosecution. Federal employees so convicted are to lose their jobs. Now, this is one of those things where um, a lot went on. A federal court said Donald Trump did have to turn over his uh, tax returns to uh, state prosecutors in New York because of an ongoing investigation into his businesses where they thought there may be tax fraud. And Donald Trump was like, I'm not doing that because it's going to get leaked. It's going to get re- and it's going to get put out at made to be public information and it's protected. Well, the court said, uh, no, you're going to do it, Sparky. Go ahead. Give them the papers. And so he did, and immediately, within what, probably a couple months, they magically appeared in the New York Times. Oh, my goodness, what a shocking development. Uh, uh, Criminally leaked private information is still available all over Twitter and Facebook. Then a tweet from Tom Bevan, New York Times reporter whose paper just published Trump's leaked tax docs, a crime, questions sourcing on story on biden <laughs> isn't that the pot calling the kettle black or as uh, molly hemingway hemingway tweeted twitter amplified and distributed the new york times story based on what the paper itself claimed was a surreptitious obtaining of trump's tax forms the times refused to say who stole those forms and shared them with the paper twitter is lying and then it's got a tweet the polytheist and this is from this is from their, their little tweet storm concerning the New York Post story because <gasps> you can't share the story because, you know, they had hacked information and it would be doxing, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the policy established in 2018 prohibits the use of our service to distribute content obtained without authorization. Huh. We don't want to incentivize hacking by allowing Twitter to be used as distribution for possibly illegally obtained materials. Okay, Jack, you're going to set the bar. If you're going to set the bar, you either need to clear it or you need to run, run into it neck first and break your trachea because that's ridiculous. Uh, again, story number three. The Michael Flynn phone call. As incoming National Security Advisor Trump administra- to the Trump administration, Michael Flynn had a classified phone call with Russian ambassador to the United States, Sergei Kislyak. The contents of that phone call were illegally leaked. Hashtag pregnant pause. To the press, neither Twitter nor Facebook Censored that information. Huh. The leak of the Flynn phone call was part of a bigger pattern of high-ranking Obama administration officials surveilling their political opponents using intelligence agencies in the practice of unmasking or identifying American citizens caught up in supposed surveillance of foreign citizens. Uh, The unmasking scandal implicates President Obama and Joe Biden. The identities of the unmaskers, are important because they may shed light on which officials illegally leaked information about Flynn's calls with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak to journalists at the Washington Post. End quote. 
wrote Sean Davis for the Federalists. Next list, the Steele dossier. The Steele dossier, which was debunked long, long ago and still gets ta- still gets brought up, still gets talked about by people who think they know what the hell they're saying on Twitter and Facebook. <gasps> it was the Russians. He was in league with the Russians. Now, dude, you know that that's all been debunked, right? You know that's not true. It, it's got to be true. It was published in the papers. Well, it turns out that the uh, the subsource that Michael Steele went to for his information on the dossier, you know, the guy who was telling the stories of, yeah, Donald Trump, he take prostitutes back to the hotel where they pee on him in bed and he has good times with them. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, turns out this is a dude who was once removed from the country because he was trying to recruit officials in the Obama White House to spy for Russia. And that's who Michael Steele went to once he returned to the United States, of course. And he would sit around with his drinking buddies and they would make up stupid stories about Donald Trump for the sake of making up stupid stories on Donald Trump. But everyone still wants to go back to this story at the Steele dossier that they want to keep pushing, even though it has been certifiably ruled a bunch of bullcrap. Uh, story number five. The Donald Trump Jr. WikiLeaks emails. Oh, this is something that yeah, I may have missed. Uh, in 2017, corporate media reported that Donald Trump Jr. had received advance warning that WikiLeaks was about to release Hillary Clinton's emails. This was supposedly a smoking gun proving President Trump and his campaign had coordinated with WikiLeaks to use stolen information to attack Clinton. Except it wasn't true. <laughs> this is uh this is worth showing. <laughs> I don't understand. Is there a number I can call? Yeah, uh eight six seven five three oh nine ask for Jenny. I'm sure she will gladly, gladly tell you what you need to know. Now, it was subsequently found the date on this email to Trump Jr. had been manipulated. Huh. In fact, he'd only gotten the information at the same time the rest of the world did when WikiLeaks publicly released Clinton's emails. There was no smoking gun. It was a false story. Uh, Story number six, this is another one. This is, a, this is another one that's fairly recent. The Atlantic claims of Trump bad-mouthing the military. Yes, where Donald Trump allegedly called dead soldiers suckers and losers. Uh, the one thing from that story that I think may possibly be true was the allegation that Donald Trump asked, why would they do this for so little pay, for so little return? And the reason I say that is true, there's a, a kernel of truth to that is because there are normal people, everyday Americans who go, I don't know why you do it. Why would you want to? This is something that was brought up in uh, Black Hawk Down when Eric Bana's character, Hoot, was talking with Josh Hartnett's character at the end of the movie. And he said... His, you know, friends and family back home will ask him, Hoot, why do you do it? Why do you keep going back in there? I don't say a thing because they won't understand. They'll never understand. And that is, and that's a truth statement. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what if Stacy's mom was Jesse's girl and her number was 8675309? So that means Jenny was Stacy's mom. Oh my God, my mind is blown. Uh, story, but anyways, with that story, there were, tw- oh, well, this person at Fox News verified the story. This person at the New York Times, this person at NBC, that person at CBS, it kept going around. It, it, again, it's kind of like the Steele dossier. Oh, Yahoo News verified it. Well, okay, how they verified it? Well, they went to the New York Times who verified it through Yahoo News because they were also reporting on it. So it was 
the circular jerking motion that tends to happen when media really wants to push a narrative. Anywho, uh, the, so that was that going on because there were what, 10, 12 members of the Trump cabinet who, or personal advisors who were there who said, uh, bro, that never happened, including John Bolton. John Bolton, who had just released a book critical of Donald Trump and has no love for Donald Trump, said, that never happened. (laughs) I love when anonymous sources tell people why I give my life for God, family, and country. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, story number seven, the Atlantic story about a shooting that never happened. In July, Federalist Investigation found that The Atlantic had published a false story about an unprovoked police shooting of a child in St. Louis, Missouri. Huh. Uh, they uncovered evidence demonstrated the shooting could not have happened as author Derricka Purnell claimed. The Atlantic later corrected the article, implicitly acknowledging the original false reporting of key material facts. Facebook and Twitter had never throttled either link to the story or links to The Atlantic in general despite its false reporting. Uh, Story number eight, secretly recorded audio of Donald Trump. In addition, and this is a tweet from Omri Saron. I don't know who he's with. I know this is the tweet that's in the article. In addition to filtering for political disinfo, Twitter says they're blocking New York Post Hunter Biden story because they block stories with stolen info. Easy enough to test. Let's see if they allow a link to a story in the New York Post on secret audio tape of Trump. And then, secret recording of conversation between Cohen Trump is revealed. Uh, neither did Twitter nor Facebook censor or shut down any sharing of information derived from secret recordings of Melania Trump by a disloyal acquaintance. Uh, this year, a woman monetized private interactions with Melania by secretly recording her and then selling the obtained information through the media for a tell-all book deal. Uh, Tell-alls like these are in their own genre in the Trump era, and Facebook and Twitter have done precisely nothing to restrict innuendo, slander, gossip, and unsubstantiated wild accusations from any person who makes herself available, perhaps more notoriously, including John Bolton, Mary Trump, and Claudia Conway. Number 10, enabling attacks on public officials and right-leaning figures. In 2018, the home of Nation's number one cable news host was surrounded by a threatening mob that vandalized it while his wife hid inside. Twitter took several hours to remove Tucker Carlson's home address from its platform, where it had been posted by an Antifa activist during the mob activity. The activist also posted the home address of Carlson's brother, Fox, Fox News host Sean Handy, and pundit Ann Coulter. So where was the throttling of this? It took him how long to get taken taken down after it was already put up and people were surrounding the home and harassing and endangering the life of Tucker Carlson's wife? But they want to get all high and mighty, all self-righteous when it comes to this, this Hunter Biden New York Post story. It's ridiculous. At number 11, false major media smears of Nicholas Salmon. This one we know from the uh, from the Right to Life march. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Where Nicholas Salmon was approached by a Native American activist who started chanting and beating his beating the drum in front of Nicholas Salmon. And Nicholas Salmon had the audacity to stand there and smile. He didn't react. He stood his ground peacefully. Huh. Lady Di is accusing me of the COVID. No, I want to go back to work next week. <laughs> uh, Liz says beating his drum. He, he, he. And the little snickering girl in the background. <gasps> He's beating his drum. Better than beating other things in public. Meanwhile, while all this is going on, you have members of the Black Israelites 
who were standing off to the side shouting horrific racial slurs at this Native American guy who's so consequential that I don't even remember his name. Uh, the only thing I remember about him is that he was kicked out of the Marine Corps at a low rank because he was a turd sniffer. Maybe not because he was a turd sniffer, literally, but he was not the he was not some super soldier. He had a lot of missing time. AWOL. Um now, and these guys, they're shouting racial slurs at this Native American man. They're shouting racial slurs at the group of kids who are waiting for their bus to get there that's held up in traffic. <laughs> Scuba Steve says, good thing I'm wearing my mask while home alone listening to this live show. Darn Skippy, because we all know how viruses go through microphones and infect you through your ears. I, I know that's how it works with the live shows. If you're listening on the actual podcast tomorrow, hopefully, hopefully it's fine. If you're watching this on YouTube and listening to it, um, God help you. That's all I can say. Anywho, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast. And as always, stay relentless. Tired of the same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar. How about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners? Tired of a whole regimen of pre workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym? Go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars, built boost energy drink mixes, and built go energy gels. Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only four to five net carbs for you keto dieters, six flavors of Built Boost Energy Drink Mix, and three flavors of Built Go Energy Gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Dairy. All right, getting back into it. Another huge thing that's been going on. Um, wow, it's really loud in my ears. Um, is the uh, all the talk about voter fraud? Voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. Uh, if you ask anyone, Alyssa uh, says, "Fact: Built bars are delicious. Absolutely. Um, the salsa caramel are absolutely to die for. I would stab someone." <laughs> I would stab someone for the salt caramel built bar. Lady Dice says if healthy, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You you got to try them before you say no. I had my doubts and then I then I got I tried one and oh my god, mind blown. Still waiting to get around to the berry Garcia because I like things that are cherry flavored. And chocolate covered cherries are the bane of my existence when it comes to Christmas time. So if it's chocolate and cherries, I I I I, I go with it. <laughs> Send you some. Ah ah, we'll see. Anywho's so with all the talk of oh, there's no actual voter fraud going on. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, uh, from just the news, Pennsylvania has rejected nearly 375 thousand mail-in ballot applications just so you know this story was written oh today uh pennsylvania has rejected hundreds of thousands of mail-in ballot applications this year with the vast majority of those rejections occurring because of duplicate ballot requests from voters in the state <laughs> uh the state quote has rejected three hundred seventy-two thousand requests for mail-in ballots 
with more than 90% of those applications are about 336,000. End quote. Occurring due to duplicate requests, ProPublica reported this week. According to ProPublica, the significant number of duplicate applications came about largely due to voters having requested a general election ballot during the state's primary, as well as closer to the general election itself. Okay, that seems mildly reasonable. <laughs> um, voters, quote, have also been baffled by unclear and inaccurate information on the state's ballot tracking website and by a wave of mail ballot application from political parties and get out the vote groups, the group said. Uh, the mass rejection is, quote, unlikely to have a big effect on turnout, end quote. Uh, the organization said, as those whose applications were rejected will likely receive one eventually, those who not can still vote in person on election day. Yeah, um, this goes into another big story. This is what I covered briefly on one of my uh, quarantine updates earlier this week. Which, by the way, those are still available at podbean.com or wherever you stream this podcast. Uh, a self-described voter participation group, which donates exclusively to Democrats, and Joe Biden's presidential campaign has been caught making en masse ballot requests for deceased people. Ah, Democrats voting for dead people. Who would have ever thunk it? Uh, the Center for Voter Information was described by the Washington Post not exactly a right-leaning organization, as having a, quote, history of sending error-ridden mailers, end quote, but also labeled it nonpartisan, a farcical and manifestly false claim. The group responsible for sending over 225,000 ballot request forms to residents in Texas, many of whom are deceased, because everybody knows who the dead people vote for they always vote for Democrats. Crazy! As reported by local news, one individual received multiple ballot request forms for her deceased husband. Quote, Kristen Link received four ballot request forms in the mail addressed to her husband who passed away in 2015. Kristen thought the forms were sent by a government agency, but they came from a third-party group called Center for Voter Information. The ballot applications are already filled out, and addressed to the Behar County Elections Administrator. End quote. Uh, the Center for Voter Information, which also lists itself as Women's Voice, Women Vote Action Fund, counts two staunch Democrats as its leadership. Founder and board chair Paige Gardner, who worked for numerous Democratic and left-wing issue campaigns, including those of Bill Clinton and in 1992 and Hillary Clinton in 2008. Huh. Uh, founder uh, Gardner has repeatedly attacked President Trump on Twitter and has donated over $200,000 to Democratic candidate, candidates, political action committees, and Democratic campaign finance committees. Huh. Weird. Oh, and here's a... List of tweets from Miss Page Gardner. President Trump needs to offer the country an apology. Trump, the president, is undermining our democracy. Well, first of all, we're not a democracy cupcake. We are a republic. <laughs> Vote for Pedro in 2020. Yes, Alyssa. Heaton. Uh, yes. Uh, Vote Andrew Heaton for the Whig vice presidential candidate. If he is, in fact, on your ballot, which is like two states. So hopefully two states will give their uh, will give their votes to Heaton as the Whig vice presidential candidate. And Scuba Steve says Cthulhu 2020, no lives matter. I can that is a statement I can get behind. There it is right there for your viewing pleasure. Anyways, back to Miss Pay's God now. Trump can't stand an honest election. And finally, President, stop, President Trump cannot stop interrupting. Obviously, that was during the debate. And Tom Lopak, 
The group's chief executive officer appears to support Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden and has a long history in Democratic politics. I believe the, the American people generally try to do the right thing. Tonight's results were a reminder of that and a rejection of unlimited money, money in politics. Go, Joe Biden. That was uh, from the main streets of Helena, Montana, back in, Mar back in March during the primaries. You know, when Joe Biden's dead political career just and dead presidential run just magically pulled a Lazarus and walked out of the tomb. Uh, Lopak served as executive director at, of the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, chief of staff for the Democratic Senator John Tester, and chief of staff and senior advisor for Democratic Governor Steve Bullock. You remember Steve Bullock. He was the uh, he was the governor of Montana who thought he had a shot for the presidency and jumped in, and no one knew who he was. Even his former chief of staff and senior advisor didn't support him. If that tells you how amazing of a job Steve Bullock was doing as, pre as a presidential candidate. Uh, the group's pack has also funneled hundreds of thousands exclusively Democrats and actively against Republicans. In 2020, the group shepherded nearly $40,000 so far to support Joe Biden. Uh, 2018, $92,718 was spent against Republicans. And in 2016, $78,266 was spent against then-candidate Donald Trump. And another $41,968 was spent to support Democrats by the Center for Voter Information. And it just keeps going on and on. And there are journalists who have never heard a thing about all this possible voter fraud. I, there's a, a meme going around with a picture of a Savannah Guthrie from the presidential town hall. And let's see if I actually have the meme here. Because when all else fails, go to your phone because you took screenshots, but you were dumb and you didn't print them out. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, I don't have it. But anyways, here is a list of headlines that was a, on a, on SpinQuark News, which if you don't know what SpinQuark is, they're a lot like uh, the Drudge Report, except not actively hating Donald Trump. They just, they pull up eh, mostly conservative headlines. Anyways, the list of headlines that they have. Biden donor group sends 225,000 ballot requests, including for dead people. That's the story I just went over. Utah mails 13,000 ballots with missing signature line. Ohio sends out 50,000 incorrect absentee ballots. 100,000 New York City voters get ballots with wrong names and addresses. 400,000 California ballots sent to people who moved out of state or died. California ballots duplicated, misprinted, trashed, sent to dead people. 99 ballots found in trash in North Arlington. Allenta Allentown judge charged for ballot tampering. Hundreds of ballots found in trash in New Jersey. Ilan Omar connects to cash for ballot scheme. Minnesota Democrat, quote, vote buying by Democrats worse than Somalia, end quote. 1,000 duplicate ballots sent out in Virginia. 500,000 incorrect absentee ballot applications sent across Virginia, including two dead people. Military ballots found in trash, 78%, were for Donald Trump. Memory sticks to program Philly voting machines stolen from election warehouse. And that was a crazy story. When you know, the news media went to report on it, they were able to walk into the warehouse where all the voting machines were being housed and walked around taking pictures of everything before it wasn't even a security guard. It was like a janitor. It was like, oh, hey, what you doing here? No, you can't be in here, yo. Uh, Patterson Councilman and Councilman elect charged with voter fraud. California man finds 83 ballots shipped to single address. Uh, 
San Francisco gives illegal aliens right to vote in elections. California registered 1,500 illegal aliens to vote. Illinois Board of Elections admit non-U.S. citizens voted illegally. Oh. Democrat activists sent hundreds of illegal ballot applications. Over 100 blank Jefferson County absentee ballots found in a dumpster. That was in uh, beautiful, sunny Louisville, Kentucky, by the way. A waste collector finds ballots in dumpster. Ballots found in road in Grand Junction. Santa Monica woman finds dozens of ballots in trash bin. Wisconsin finds trays of mail, absentee ballots, and ditch. California woman finds ballots on ground. Between 2012 and 2018, 28.3 million mail-in ballots were lost. Nevada men find registered voters with business addresses and businesses never heard of the voters. But, oh no, no. Voter fraud is exceedingly rare, and on most occasions, it's by individuals only affecting one vote. But you have stories like that, or where it's just a slew of headlines. I actually, it took me two screenshots on my phone to get all of those headlines in, because holy crap. That's a lot of stories that aren't getting told in the media. But before I go, I do have I do have a piece of good news story. Democrat filmmaker reverses opinion on immigration after working on documentary. Quote, I'm actually going to vote for Trump, which I never thought I would be saying. End quote. And this uh, this story is from World News Daily News Services, published October 16th, 2020. Uh, Daily Caller, it's, it's comes from Daily Caller News Foundation, I guess kind of like an AP wire sort of thing. A director set out to make a documentary favoring illegal immigration and migrant caravans. But after investigating, Namrata Singh Gujral realized that illegal immigration actually harmed everyone involved. The director, Gujral, a registered Democrat, said the stories of a homeless veteran, an illegal immigrant, a dead six year old girl, and the mother of a law enforcement officer killed by an illegal alien all featured in her film, America's Forgotten, are representative of those impacted by illegal immigration, Gujral told the DCNF. In her investigation into their stories, she, quote, discovered the truth behind immigration fraud. Quote, I set out to make a film that was going to be very pro-illegal immigration, pro-caravans, pro-migrants. That's where I started. The film ended up completely different, and I think it was because I stuck with the investigation. I was at a crossroads. I think that was getting awful. <laughs> Say that name. Gujral, Gujral, Gujral. Ha! Got it! She didn't magically appear. She's not Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Quote, I was at a crossroads. Do I tell the truth and go ahead and make the film, or do I walk away from the film because it doesn't agree with me or my industry? I decided to stay truthful to my craft of filmmaking and tell the story as I saw it without bias or preconceived notions. End quote. Which, I'm going to stop there because, holy crap, someone who's actually honest about something. I mean... I remember when I first started doing this podcast, I did an episode about um, the the murder tank or the killdozer, killdozer, where seemingly a, a staunch libertarian freedom fighter who was harassed and harangued by the city and made a victim built an armored bulldozer 
and gave the town its just desserts. And then I actually started doing the research on him, and holy crap, the dude was a freaking nut. <laughs> uh, Scuba Steve says, now try Lightfoot three times. She looks like Beetlejuice. It might work. Because uh, Ross said the turning point for her was when she went to India to search for the grandfather of a girl named Gurupreet Kaur, who died in the Arizona desert while trying to illegally immigrate to the U.S. Huh. What is an Indian girl doing coming through the Arizona desert to illegally immigrate to the U.S.? It's almost like we have an incredibly porous border with Mexico and not just Mexicans or Central Americans or South Americans come through the border. Uh, Gujral went to the same home and sat in the, on the same marble floor room where a CNN reporter previously conducted an interview with Gurupreet's grandfather. She saw no signs of violence or poverty or persecution in the neighborhood. Gurupreet's father lived in New York while his asylum case was pending, according to CNN. His lawyer said he was, quote, from a religious minority, and he was fleeing persecution, end quote. And a lawyer for her mother said she was also seeking asylum. Uh, Gujral told the DCNF that CNN did not ask about poverty, persecution, or violence in their neighborhood, quote, because none of them exist there. Why would a reporter, whose job is to report the truth, go there and not even question it, end quote. Uh, the CNN reporter did not provide details regarding the claim that Guru Preet's father faced religious persecution. Quote, there's something more than just meets the eye, and, and that's why I'm reading in the mainstream media. And I just need to follow up with the story more and find the truth for myself. Uh, Gujral said that when Repres Representative Rashida Tlaib, a Michigan Democrat, <laughs> Blamed the Trump administration for separating families at the border, she felt compassion for them. Which you can't help but feel compassion when there are families with legit issues, legitimately trying to flee from violence, trying to flee from persecution, incredible poverty. You know, these things happen. And you do feel bad when they get to the border and they are detained, but moms can't stay with their kids. Dads can't stay with their kids. Uh, during the Obama administration, brothers and sisters were not housed together unless they were very close in age. Then they would then they would take the kids and separate from their families and then break them up further because, well, you can only have 10 and 11-year-olds in this cage and five and six-year-olds can only be in this cage. Ugh. I mean, yeah, it sucks. That's, that's an unfortunate side effect of, you know, breaking the law. But, you know, compassion was taken out of it. And there is a good reason when some of those children being separated from families were actually being separated from coyotes and sex traffickers. You have young girls who are being taken into custody at the border with day after pills. Why are they having day after pills? Oh, I don't I don't know, because maybe there's a risk of being raped. And maybe a young girl who is raped does not want to get pregnant. And so she has to have day after pills. To keep it from happening, so she's not 12 years old, trafficked to the United States border, magically gets across somehow gets to legitimate safe harbor within the United States just to be pregnant because she was raped seven, eight times on her way to the border. Like I said, there is room, there is compassion because compassionate people want, don't want for things like this to happen. We understand that, yes, there is a need for them to come here, but we also know there's a right way to do it. There's a reason why immigrants. I had a soldier who was from Brazil, a naturalized U.S. citizen. He would hear stories about illegal immigrants getting detained. He was like, 
good. I came here with my mom years ago. And we came the right way. We got visas and we moved here. I became a citizen because we wanted to be here. We didn't want to be Brazilian communists anymore. But if you even think that maybe, say, you know, get in line, do it the right way. <gasps> You're a monster. Well, we, we can't be housing children with adults because we don't know who the adults necessarily are. They could say they're Uncle Billy, but they're really Pedro and they work for the Sinaloa cartel. <gasps> you dirty bastard. How dare you suggest something so horrible? I don't know. Um, Maria, an illegal immigrant from Mexico, Maria Garcia, came to the U.S. to study uh, she said in the film, Maria said she and other women and the and children were raped and abused by cartel members themselves, acting as coyotes, people who smuggle immigrants across the border. Huh, weird. I didn't need an article to tell me that happens. Uh, Maria said the cartel promoted a warped version of America where everyone was successful and rich. She said the cartel sold, sold her multiple times until canine at the border was alerted to the car. Border Patrol agents found her and another woman in the trunk, she said in the film. Once she got to the U.S., she said she worked a job for $1.50 an hour, though it would pay an American worker just over six. She said that she said she sent her wages back to her family. Quote, on either side of the fence, illegal immigration is a bad idea, period, Gujral told DCNF. She said no one wins except for the coyotes, the corporations, and maybe the politicians. And I, not even the politicians unless they're actively campaigning. <laughs> uh, Lady Di says she's going to Belize to start a banana plantation. No, thank you. If you've seen the banana spiders, they'll kill you. Gujral said Americans need to do more to educate themselves on the issues. Americans need facts, she told DCNF. She added making... America's Forgotten helped her decide who to vote for in the upcoming presidential election. A few months ago, I would have absolutely voted for Biden, and I'm actually going to vote Trump, which I never thought I would be saying, and it's because of why I found the movie. Yusrael faced criticism from her family, friends, and the film industry for the documentary. Quote, I put my career on the line for this picture, and that's okay. She said the film crew voluntarily withheld any credits due to possible political backlash. Quote, I want to encourage other filmmakers to put out content that is more truthful to America. And you're not going to get it from Hollywood. I can tell you that, Gujral told DCNF. If you don't support it, you're not going to see it. Gujral will produce a new series called America First as a result of the America's Forgotten, she told DCNF. Um, it does not say where this documentary will be available when it is done. But I really want to see that see that movie when it comes out because I would love to hear the narration if she's talking about how her mind changed over time. All right, so I want to wrap it up again to everyone who's in the live room. Thank you so much for showing up. I'm glad you were here to kind of play along. I'm sorry the original live room did not work. I can't help things. Um, again, those of you who are uh, want to support this show, again, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code RELENTLESS. Save 10%. Try them. You will be amazed. Or if they also have uh, the uh, the Built Boost, their uh, little energy drink powders you put into a bottle of water, which I'm planning on trying some of those here soon. As soon as I get them in, I will let you know how they are. But it's absolutely great uh, opportunity. Also, go to RelentlessDaring.com. At the top of the page, you will see the donate button. Donate there. Again, Every everything you donate goes in the show. Uh, you also click the shop link. Go there. Uh, I've got a, you can get a hat like I am wearing here. Or you can, uh, there's other hats. You, this one's the subdued flag. You can get the actual full color Relentless Daring flag. There's also one that's got the new uh the bourbon label design on it. That's uh, relentless daring. That's uh, you know, all embroidered trying to get some other stuff uh, going up there. But right now, uh, Printify's being kind of hateful for some reason or another, having issues uh, 
getting stuff approved. I don't think it's anything with me. I think it's maybe a, a software issue with them because usually that stuff goes through fairly quick. I don't know. But anyways, realinstaring.com slash shop. Check it out. Uh, all the merch goes to, again, you know, a good cause of keeping the show on the air. Please help me. Anyways, thank you so very much for tuning in. It's absolute pleasure to do the show every week. And there will be more Corona teen updates next week. Thank God my wife is able to go back to work on Tuesday. However, I am still stuck at home through the rest of the week. Yay. But you know, it'll be fun. Like I said, I'll do the updates, let you know what's going on, what's happening here at the Relentless Steering House. Thank you again so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.